Welcome to this series of Warriors Unite podcast with me, your host, Carla. Here I've created a platform for people with dysautonomias, chronic illness, and invisible illness, where we can all come together to advocate, educate, and of course, make awareness to all these conditions. I myself, 17 years ago, was diagnosed with a chronic illness called POTS, so I do know how important it is that we get all this information out. So I do hope you can come along and join in as us warriors unite. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Warriors Unite podcast with me, your host, Carolyn. This week's warrior guest joining us is the lovely Nina. How are you, Nina? Not too bad. Yourself? Thanks very much for having me. You're very, very welcome. Um, I, yeah, I'm good. I'll just say I'm good. It's fucking easier. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. The funny thing about it, it's mad to actually believe that we are literally a housing estate away from each other. Like, it's and crazy. Didn't know, isn't it? Because yeah. all along, all along, I was, I have nobody, nobody I know in Munster mm. anyway, especially that would have pots, basically, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, it was great mm, to, have another, it, to have another Irish colleague on board. Exactly. And I remember even around the time when I was diagnosed, I would have killed to have known anyone to talk to from there, you know, let alone someone that was just up the road. That's the magic of social media these days, isn't it? You could just, you know, so you can yeah, see you know, who you stumble great. across. It's great. It's great because it brings community together. So, mm. um, yeah, it's very, very handy. So what I'm going to do here, what we do in this podcast basically is just let it's peer to peer conversation. It's you telling me, telling anybody that listens to um, to the podcast, basically what it's like living in a lot in the day in the life of yourself and which are yeah. what conditions you have, how you manage them, what you do on day to day. Just getting it all off your chest. And if it only helps one person, if there's only one person listening and it helps mm. them or a symptom or something registers in their head that it makes some bit of awareness to them yeah yeah sorry my daughter just came in there after I told her four times not to come in but that's, so if you heard okay. the door there, <laughs> if you heard my the door son, there my son just came in the front door and started to shout no <laughs> he's, gone into, he's gone into the shower now I told you just like fucking I did you did but um so a day in the life um so the conditions I live with are pots as we mentioned and lupus um so I I have a condition called lupus which took they were both diseases took a really long time to get diagnosed and I don't know if you had that yourself I'd love to hear but um because like that with POTS you know it's anxiety it's this it's that whatever but um with lupus um they're completely different conditions so just trying to manage them as a minefield I think anyone who has multiple conditions like that um so like for example with lupus I got a lot of pleurisy uh blood clots I had problems with my kidneys you know on and off immunosuppressants thank god I'm doing good at the moment touch wood <laughs> um so you know you're taking medication for one thing it can it can, it can trigger your other conditions mm-hmm. and your it's it's awful but um so like the heat I don't think there was anyone the last few days that wasn't complaining no. about the heat but um oh my god I don't know about you but I was my heart was beating out of my chest um and then you're trying to take med- medication to counteract that and something with lupus pops up mm-hmm. like a joint hurt or you know so um they're both of my conditions and I might also say that this is the first time I think like apart from my husband I've actually spoke about even a journey or a day in my life with them these so it's, it's just as weird for me now so if I'm fumbling over my words or anything you'll have to forgive me no, or if I repeat no, myself 
you know. That's your grand. We'll put the repeating down to brain fog. I use that. Yeah. I blame everything on brain I fog. I blame so. everything on brain fog. Yeah, I blame the brain fog and the brain fog. So, um, yeah, so that's that, that's a day in my life would be basically trying to... Um, do you want to go do you want to go back to the starting for the people that are listening to yeah. how you were how you were actually diagnosed with lupus yeah uh, what your symptoms were next yeah look at yeah that that would actually be better because i can have a timeline then in my mind i'll be able to yeah. be able to uh so looking back now i think most people with chronic illnesses may think that when they were younger they showed signs of their disease and you mm. know there were little red flags but obviously there wasn't enough to that accumulated enough to have a diagnosis so I know looking back when I was a child um if I was playing in the sunshine for example I would get a rash that went all the way across my cheeks my nose and they call it a butterfly rash because it's in the shape Mm -hmm. of a butterfly and I'd get you know migraines with crippling migraines I might be four or five or six you know and and joint pain and things like that so I remember my mum brought me to the family doctor who was an absolute fantastic doctor but I mean he did he didn't know he just didn't know um so he would put me on paracetamol told me it was childhood arthritis things like that but I don't think I was actually ever given any kind of medication and then as I got older I was coming into my teens and I would faint easily I would just faint Mm. I mean anyone who went to school would remember me just constantly fainting in primary or secondary school um even things like if I was to stand up in assembly for a long time in school you know my heart would be going really fast through the roof roof, like and you just you just (laughs) want to lie down and um so this happened so 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 those those things happened anyway looking back reflecting back but when in 2014 to 2015 was when I I became really sick so I used to do cakes from home and I was doing a cake for a girl um and I remember I just got a really bad pain in my chest and it was excruciatingly bad and I was thinking it was a flower it was you know whatever and um so I couldn't didn't even have the energy to deliver the cake so I went and visited the, my GP who told me it was anxiety it was anxiety I went home he had pres- prescribed me Valium which are awful things I think they, just, mm. they didn't do anything for me anyway yeah um so chest pain got worse and more so this went on for a good few days and eventually then I went out to Shannon Dock and I you know Shannon Dock is our local um what would you say it's not A&E what is it it's like a he's a um, point off, before you go yeah. to A&E you're not you're or you're off if your own GP is is out of hours yeah basically. yeah basically yeah yeah so I ended up going out there and you know they said the same thing you have you know you have anxiety your blood pressure is high blah blah, blah. so I look I took myself over to accidents and emergency anyway and turned out I had a blood clot in my lung so that was mm-hmm. really scary because you know I don't have a history of blood clots in my family mm-hmm. nothing like that and they told me there was protein in my urine, which is another telltale sign, foamy or protein in your urine. That's, a, you know, for lupus nephritis, which mm-hmm. is a form of lupus that affects your kidneys, which I have also. Mm. Um, so they took, they kept me in, they gave me blood thinners, but they never found a reason for that blood clot at that time. You know, they kept saying to me, it's just, you know, do, do you take the pill, um, the contraceptive pill? And they didn't give me an answer, you know. And mm-hmm. it was at this time as well, um, my fainting spells went through the roof. So obviously whatever happened to my body everything flared up you know the lupus kicked in or I suppose and the pots that flared up they all came at once to visit um so this went on for months I was at home in bed I was I had constant pleurisy which is where your lungs swell up in your chest I couldn't breathe uh migraines the fatigue sure you know yourself Mm -hmm. fatigue and pots um trying to start to be told get exercise and not being able to walk to the end of the road I think so many people can relate to that that's it's crazy you know, yeah crazy and then the well-meaning people of course who 
will send you things online about mystery illnesses don't eat this don't drink diet coke you know these things and they mean well do yoga but it, nothing was working so at one point I said to myself you know have I gone crazy mm. um have I gone absolutely mad because you do start to doubt your reality after a while um and at the time I remember my husband said to me you know Fian, he was my fiance at the time he said to me you know I think you need to go see I went to see naturopaths I went to see mm. Chinese medicine you name it I was there acupuncture you'll, tr- I mean, you'll try anything like won't you'll you for try anything absolutely anything you know but eventually anyway I my GP referred me just over the joint pain however because you know there was the history of the mild arthritis on my form from when I was a child you know and they only look for what another doctor says in the past they won't kind of believe what you say yeah uh, you referred me to a rheumatologist called Dr Alexander Fraser who's in Croom here in Limerick and I mean to say he's been an absolute lifesaver I cannot I mean he's an absolute lifesaver so he took me and did some blood tests and he told me I had a positive ANA for lupus. Um, which I didn't have a clue at that point. What well, was, yeah, of course. Clue, you know, uh, but POTS, I had a fair idea because I had been, you know, you Google, you Google things. Um, so I was diagnosed with that first and then I was kept in hospital for a few days and they did, they were looking at the, the problem with, with my heart rate and they were saying, you know, because I had been on enough steroids to try to help my joint pain. And they were saying, was that what what caused the issue with your heart rate? And then they gave me what's called a tilt table test. And I've, had, I've had three of them. Have you? Yeah, they're not pleasant. Sure, they're not. <coughs> I wouldn't wish on my worst no. enemy. I wouldn't send my worst enemy out for one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if anyone is listening, they don't know what that is. It's it's a table that they, they strap you onto, don't they? And they hook you up. With, yeah. It's like something out of Frankenstein movie. It is. That's exactly <clears throat> what it's like. <clears throat> And they basically tilt you back and forth and have a look at how your body um, reacts yeah. to postural changes. Um, and so I had that done and then they wanted to repeat it again. But I was so sick after it. They said, OK, we have enough. You know, your, my blood pressure was down and yeah. my heart rate goes up. But you know, you know how it goes. So then I was diagnosed <laughs> with both those conditions. And um, then it was just the medication. I don't know. Have you had that issue where you're diagnosed with something and they're throwing on sorts of medication at you so I think for me anyway it was probably about a year to 18 months of trying to balance medications to see what worked um did you have that with what your conditions well when I was I tell you now 17 years ago when I was first um after years of that um mm. getting up and fainting and but it was just always oh, start me with my stomach and I'd feel nauseous first and I'd get up to run yeah. to the toilet and that's when I started fainting. But when I went out at the time, I won't say his name now, um, yeah. because I could be sued. But it's on my chart. <laughs> it's, it's on my charts out in the regional hospital that I'm never to see that this this special certain consultant at the time. Yeah, big t- a tall man that really embarrassed me. Basically turned around and said to me, um, after being in there, I was in there for 24 hours having every type of test you name it done, yeah. and he said oh yeah your results came back anyway we've diagnosed you with this condition it's called postural didn't even say post, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome uh we don't know very much about it um it won't kill you here's a oh, beta blo- here's here's a beta blocker and a prescription yeah. to get get measured for um compression socks and be on your way is what i yeah. just told now and I have low blood pressure so they were giving me a beta blocker to slow down my heart you're, rate you're when facing. I already yeah. when I already have low blood pressure so they were they were killing me they were yeah. technically killing me mm-hmm. that's awful 
foi stopped taking. Yeah, I stopped taking the beast blocker because yeah. I was having to hit myself in, in my chest while I was resting because we have pots, so we spend mm. majority of our time laying down. Mm -hmm. So our heart rate is is at a is at a lower rate. But then they're giving you medication on top of it to yeah. slow down your heart more when you're already mm. in a reclining position. But that was just I don't take anything for the heart now. Yeah, I just deal with the blood pressure side of it. Yeah, I think I started beta blockers. I, I attempted them three times. I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one who's had this because I, I seem to have an adverse effect to everything they give me. I think sometimes <laughs> I think I'm making it up, but the beta blockers used to make me faint because my blood pressure is always so low. Um, and I know people would probably say, oh, that's great. It's, oh, it's, I'd rather have my blood pressure. It's horrible. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> you know, so... Um, where was I? Um, oh, yeah. So it, it doesn't seem like too much has, has changed in 17 years for, well, I had a good experience. My rheumatologist did know a bit about POTS and um, I see Professor Lyons in the regional, but I'd never see, never see him. You see his, his cronies. <laughs> I, I've um, seen him. I've seen him in his private rooms. So, and yeah. I would go out to see them every three months. I haven't ever, uh, well, obviously over COVID-19, I haven't, but mm. Um, there, I don't know. I could say, I could say an awful lot. You get a lot done when you see Professor Lyons yourself mm -hmm. in his private room compared to when you go out to the actual clinic. To because, public, yeah. Because every time I find myself, when I go out, it's the same thing. My heart rate and my blood pressure is checked while I'm sitting down. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. And I, I everything, don't understand. Yeah. yeah. I so I'm being treated by a geriatric in a geriatric clinic by a cardiologist when the fact of um. POTS, it's a dysautonomia, which is the dysfunction of the autonomic system, which is a neurological problem. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. No, um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I do remember, all right, when I saw um, the rheumatologist, he did say to me that POTS, in his, this is obviously isn't a, fa a factor, that it was his opinion that POTS for him was ne never a standalone condition, that dysautonomia was always oh. a secondary condition to something. So um, mm -hmm. I think that... For me, when I got on medication for lupus and I was on my steroids and immunosuppressants and things, the POTS symptoms reduced. I wouldn't say significantly reduced, but they did calm down to the point where they were just bearable because I was fainting constantly. Like there was no socks and there was no salt in this world Nothing. that would have would have helped me, you know. And even you're drinking so much water then. Like they'll tell you, I mean, I remember I was drinking, trying to drink so much water, they tell you to do that. And then they say don't do that because you're diluting your electrolytes and you need to keep up your salt. It's just, so I didn't know, but they did. Re they did reduce to a point where I was able to go for a small walk or something like that. Mm -hmm. I still wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I still wouldn't be able to go for a big long walk. Not not a whole. Oh, no I, way. I can't either. Tesco's yeah. at the back of me. I can't go over there because I get to the exit here of where I'm living, and you'll be gone. The blood, you said your you found your pots came before your lupus or your lupus before your pots. I think I would have had POTS symptoms. I know that it came on when I was a teenager and I did have some respite for it for about, I know I'm very lucky to even be able to say that, for about two or three years. And I did notice with both of my pregnancies, now I wasn't diagnosed with anything when I had both my daughters, that my POTS was significantly better during pregnancy. Um, I have no idea why, I don't know. I was, But afterwards, Looking back now, I know what it was. I was just feeling weak. I was just feeling shaky. I couldn't stand for too long. I was afraid to stand and hold the baby, well, my second child in particular. 
Um, I had my first daughter when I was a teenager and sure you bounce back a lot easier then from everything I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back I think pot symptoms were definitely Mm. glaringly obvious you know and that's why I think the fact that you're doing this podcast and you know I wish I had something to look at or listen to back then and I might have been able to say you know oh I I think I think this is me and you know it's fantastic that you're doing it and even putting it out there because there's so many people who don't know what pots are uh my GP at the moment he's 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 fantastic but he he will say like I you know I don't know what it is I have to look into it I have to you know things like that but um and for the other condition for lupus I will say that um if there's anyone listening or anyone who knows anyone who's shown any exhibiting any symptoms of lupus I will say that that is a condition that just like that you know I was baking one day and I got blood clot and I was just you know going doing my washing up another day and my kidneys decided they were going to start to try and fail (laughs) but I was minding my own business um so it's so vital that if you do know someone who has those types any type of symptoms that mimic lupus and you can find them you know there's the lupus society of america gives some fantastic advice um I use their website because we don't have a society in ireland actually Mm. I would highly recommend going and just ruling that out because you know it can take your life it really can um and looking back now I can't even believe those things happen to me even when I say it out loud I'm mm-hmm. like, no, that, that can't be me, you know, you know, so it is really scary. So I would suggest that if you do think yourself, even if you feel, I know there are a load of conditions, like with pots, you'd feel terrible in the sun. You know, there are a load mm. of conditions um, that you don't feel, one second, you don't feel well in the sun, but particularly with um, lupus, you will get a rash and you will get, you know, you can go into organ failure from being in the sun too long is what I'm trying to say. So it would be... Yeah, th- yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, <clears throat> sorry, I was just going to say that, yeah, even going back into heat, you would, because what is it they mm. say, if your internal body goes up over 40 degrees or something, you can get sunstroke. I've been treated mm. for sunstroke um, during, yeah. the sum- during the summer time while I wasn't yeah. even sitting out, while I wasn't even sitting out in the sun because of the heat. Wow. Um, yeah, so it, it is, yeah, a lot of people with dysautonomias, um, you can't, we can't regulate temperature. Do you ever notice yeah. sometimes you can be roasting hot, but you'll be covered in goosebumps and the hairs on your and your arm will be standing. Yes. We don't regulate temperature because yeah. our body our body doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. Like, Whoa, what, what's that? <laughs> so this two weeks of a heat wave was just, I was fine the first week. I was like mm. a rotisserie chicken going, oh, <laughs> getting a colour. And then the second yeah. week, flat, flat lines. That was it. God, no, get it. it. Yeah. yeah, no. I suppose you're sweating, you're perspiring, I should say the posh word. You're perspiring more, <laughs> so whatever salt you have in your body mm, is coming out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, so, so yeah, that's that's what I, that's just even thinking back now, on, like when I was just telling my own story, I can't believe all that, the type of stuff <laughs> happened to me. It's, it's actually a bit yeah. surreal, because like I said, I don't, I've never said this out loud only as it was happening I talked to my husband as it happened I don't think I've ever sat down and actually reflected back on on everything but um you know to do that it's good for mental health because I think what happens is and I hate using the word but I'm used to it and I try we shouldn't have to be used to these things um because if you or I went to a doctor with a broken leg or a broken arm you'd be whisked in treated and and everything else uh, but this with invisible illness, if they can't see it, it must be all in your head. But we know, you, like, you know your own body. 
you know mm -hmm. what your body is going through and nobody yeah. can tell you that you're not feeling well so that leads me to the question i was going to ask you yeah. how how did it did it affect you mentally because i'm sure i'm sure it has yeah it did um i think just because just what you were touching on there a second ago when you know we have to get used to it mm -hmm. I, I struggle with that okay because you can go on a certain side of instagram which I find extremely positive and your page would fall under that category where, you know, it's just like, you know, every day people understand every day is a battle and you have to get yeah. up and you have to do what you can do. But then you can go on down the very slippery slope of social media mm. where it's cure your autoimmune disease, um, yeah. drink celery juice for, and, and that's the side if you end up, and now it's great to, to change your diet. It's great to, you know, eat healthier and do all that type of stuff, dehydrate. Who doesn't want to do that? But mm. it's selling a false, message for for things and if you do end up down that rabbit hole i found because i did end up down that rabbit hole i found that to be extremely damaging because you have a certain sense of guilt that you can't just shake off you know you're thinking i did this to myself because i've been eating crap i've been eating pizza mm -hmm. i've been eating shit drinking mm -hmm. you know um a glass of what like well, I, I can't drink a glass of wine anymore i wouldn't be right for about two months after it but no exaggeration but i do think that so for me i really it was my own fault. I feel like I did it to myself. I destroyed my own mental health by going down this rabbit hole and trying to cure myself for a really long time. You know, doing the, the vegan diets, the smoothie diets, like all these awful things. And even saying it now, it's embarrassing. You know, it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. um, I, thought I would have been in my late 20s then. So I, but you're, I understand that I was desperate. And, um, you know, when I did get on a good, a good, um, when I saw the rheumatologist and I got on medication and I got you know I found I found my place then but mentally I was absolutely tortured because I wasn't able to drop my kids to school I'm sure you know what that's like if you if your kid you, you do you drive my I don't I don't drive and they told me I'll ever yeah. drive with the type yeah. that I have I had mm. depended on my neighbors to bring them down and yeah. stop stopping it'll stop and make me tear up now um the boy is going to football training because i'm a single parent and yeah. i don't drive because i couldn't stand on the sideline and watch I know. when he's 14 now my four-year-olds run around to kick football like and i think i think for me it took a little bit longer um because i'm such a yes person i would mm -hmm. say yeah to anyone and just to keep people happy in some circumstances just yeah i've always been like that and I don't regret doing that because I've had some fantastic experience and I love to be there for people but in these last few years it could be me saying yeah to signing up or doing something or going somewhere and me being having to up my medication or being in bed for a week and it's just not worth it anymore um you know and like and there are certain certain guilts I think I still live with I'm sure you have them or other people listening may have them as well where you know I had some family members who weren't well and they were they were passing away. They were in Milford, which is a, a center um, where they care for palliative care. And I was so unwell at the time because I was on immunosuppressants. And I, mm. you know, I would have been living like everyone was a COVID now with the hand masks and you know, things. I couldn't go. Yeah. I couldn't do what I wanted to do for those people. I couldn't be there for them. And it still eats me up every day. It really does. And um, but you have to learn to let go of that. I find that incredible. I find that the most difficult thing. My limits trying to find my balance and it's, it's going to take me a bit longer I mean you were diagnosed 17 years ago mm -hmm. you sound pretty yeah. solid and I'd like to be where you are um I, I've I'm only been learning. I've only been like this um I, you know it's been and I'll give my juice my juice too since um my life coach 
because like he had said to me Carolyn this you know this this is your purpose you're sitting on it all your life this is something you've been passionate about and who better to try and make more awareness about a condition like this than somebody that's actually living them because I tried to do this years ago and I left life I let life get in the way I don't use excuse I don't use excuses now anymore um I now believe and I think it's a positive thing to tell everybody that you must put yourself first before your children before your husband yeah. before anyone because if you're not well nothing around you is, yeah. go- is going to be Absolutely. well and it's it's okay to take time so we over time we get you get your have your guilt in that and I mm. went through a slippery slope myself of self-harm and that because yeah no nobody could see that I was that I wasn't well and the doctors yes. are saying to me, oh, you, it's all in your head. You'll grow out of it and all this. Like, And from not being treated properly, my symptoms have only just got worse. You can only do what you can do, Nina, because you still have to remember you're living with a chronic condition and it's chronic for the reason there isn't yeah. a cure for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's so true what you said there, because it reminds me of you ever see the thing if you're on an airplane and you have your child, you have to take the oxygen first, you know, in order to to help anyone around you or you're no good and I do find that but the guilt of things like I mean my daughter's first day of school um I remember standing and they had us to stand and everyone had the seats taken up I couldn't I couldn't even stand I had to walk outside I had to go in and sit on the toilet inside just to find somewhere to sit try to put my mm-hmm. legs up if anyone saw me like <laughs> but um but it is I do find that very hard and I still struggle with that and I find you know some people in your life can be really understanding and some people in your life just don't get it. And I, I wouldn't advocate for, you know, cutting everyone out of my life that doesn't get it because I'm sure there's certain things about other people I don't understand. But you do have to kind of limit your time with those type of people because they do make me feel terrible about myself if I can't go hiking, skydiving or whatever. It could be, you know, drinking all day in the sun that I can't do that. Like I kill myself mm-hmm. every day, you know. Um, so I do. I find that harder and for a really long time I found found that harder than actually dealing with physical pain because you couldn't mm. you know um you could I don't know I just my, my conscience has eaten me alive but I am getting to that and that's a really important headspace to try to it get is to. but see the thing about it is it's six one and then half dozen of another it's a vicious circle yeah. we only we only spoke about this last night on a support meeting um mm. that when we have a flare up your, ment- yeah. your mental health, it kicks in that your mental health because you're feeling bad, which then in turn yeah. ma- um, makes your flare up even more heightened, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a vicious circle. So I, d- I do find myself because mentally now I'm in a good head space and I'm good, clear mind. Yeah, I can, I can deal with when I feel my flare ups come on. I know when my flare ups come on every month to come on when I'm due on my period. That's, yeah. When yeah, my, that's when I always get mine. Um, but I know I can say to myself, OK, you're only feeling like this because you're having a flare up instead of building into it and saying, oh, I'm down now. I can't do this. I can't do that. I know mm-hmm. I'm aware. Awareness is very important. I'm very aware of what I can and can't do. So I can talk to myself and say, right, OK, I'm feeling a bit down. I'm feeling a bit anxious. OK, I'll feel that for a minute. I won't add any more onto it. I'll just let it come and go through my body and get on with it. And that in itself is helping with my symptoms. Because yeah. you have to remember, at the end of the day, it's all got to, it has all got to do with your brain, mm. you know, and your mind yeah. is your brain, you know. So well, that's what I find for for me. That no, that's what works for me. That that does make perfect sense. Um, and it just it's a level of discipline that you Absolutely. have to work at. Like that's I find, um, even well, I know you and I were mailing over the last few days, having a little mm. bit of a bitch about the sun and stuff like that, but. <laughs> 
that's fine and you can do that but even trying to not trying to let me not like be completely negative about it for the whole day I was like that at the beginning I was uh, oh Jesus I was awful to be around I was crying constantly everything the world was coming in around me I couldn't breathe over my, over my lungs I was hard like I, I'd say I was I don't know how he put up with me um but when you get to that kind of headspace I'm still not there yet where you have that level of discipline where you can kind of bring yourself back and say this is my reality I can't compare myself to you know Instagram stories of people out having a great time and you have to live and do your own do your own thing um and the fact that and another thing as well I remember thinking at the time was when I found out that these because before uh, so I'm so naive I used to think if you were unwell you took an antibiotic and you were better and I mean I'm million light years away from that person now and to be told that this is something that will never go away I couldn't even mm. understand. I couldn't even understand, which ties into the thing of me trying to find a cure for myself through naturopaths and things like that. Oh God. But um yeah, so that is another aspect of what I found it hard. Like this is forever, you know. Yeah, it's but, that's then, hard. It is hard, but, but then yeah, when you talk to someone like yourself or other people I know who have similar conditions, if mm. not the same, you realize that okay, everyone else has their own normal and they do what they want to, but we, we all have our our own normal. And there's so many That's, people who can yeah. relate to to this type of thing um and even you know and i find that very comforting not that i'd want anyone else to ever suffer but i do find it no. comforting that there are other people who know what, what i'm going through even if i don't know them they could be mm. sitting somewhere really sick somewhere in the world no one understands them either i find it great comfort knowing that there are other people out there like that but yeah it, it is good for, it, it's especially good for that and i think the community that we have that's why i i set up the page to i love it completely separate um mm. is because we've all felt that isolation like your friends mm-hmm. are going i'm on my own i see nobody bar my kids and they're in their caves mm. unless they're hungry um people don't <laughs> understand like people don't understand and there's no empathy there either to the fact that if somebody is diagnosed sick and it's something you can physically see and people yes. go oh god help us you know and god help us and that and and it's very sad nobody wants anybody to be sick but we're no. like we're living a condition where we're sick every single second yeah. of every single day with yeah. no cure. No antibiotics are going to are going to get rid of it. No steroids. We're we're treating our symptoms, but we're yeah. not getting rid of the illness. It's not going anywhere. And people yeah. don't get that. And I think they don't. That's why there needs to be more education and more awareness. And I know mm. people people, I don't know if you find this can be tormenting, and I know it comes from a good place, but when people mm-hmm. say to you get well soon okay if i can only get Hate well soon, i know well. i know <laughs> and of course I, I know that's what i'm saying because i'm I, even sometimes or if people say to me oh the weather is beautiful are you doing anything today jesus christ yeah, you know, I, but i'm trying to i'm trying to exist i'm trying to get trying to stay alive actually how are you but um <laughs> <laughs> but uh no I know exactly what you mean get well soon and I I understand that how it could be annoying for some people because you know if I see someone sick the first thing you want them to do is you want them to get better I can understand mm-hmm. how someone could not comprehend having flu-like symptoms or whatever you'd like to call it every single day and that how mm-hmm. that has to be like how can that be true there has to be a lie you know coming from I still have vague memories of when I wasn't sick I can kind of remember sometimes what it feels like and if I take that person versus now, I could understand how I wouldn't understand 
I wouldn't understand. Do you know? Yeah, but, but but none so. of us did understand because no. there's not enough. Like when you go to medical experts and they're doing what we're doing, they're reading information somebody else is putting on a book in a medical book. It's the same as what we'd be reading on Google search. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know. I'd love to meet a doctor or somebody come out in a medical team that says. I have this condition. I'm training in this condition. We don't seem to have an Ireland. Ireland seems to be very, very, very behind on all these things. Mm-hmm. Canada are miles ahead. Like Canada started the dysautonomy international. They are miles ahead. They have. I haven't even fantastic- heard about that. Oh my God. Dysautonomy international. You should. Yeah. Mm. They have got. Um, Canada have now got. Well, a couple of years back. Government funding. To invest yeah. in finding out. A treatments and actual cures for dysautonomia so if anybody's going to wow. come up with a cure within the next 10 to 20 years it's going to come It'll from canada them. there's people that have asked to have long covid i don't know if you heard that the people that are after yes. being diagnosed with parts after long covid yeah. and me and, and things like that yeah yeah there's some and research there were, going on there in the uk I there think. is yeah i remember like mm. um my mother said to me oh such and such a you know they're very sick now um uh, they have to get long COVID and they're having very bad dizzy spells. Their lungs aren't very well. Their oh. blood pressure is dropping. They've increased heart rate. And I'm looking, they're gone. 17 mm. years of it. <laughs> Every month yeah. of fucking day for 17 yeah. years. Yeah. It's help, help the person that's after getting the long COVID. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, who'll probably, hopefully, come out of it, whoever they are. <laughs> but I have seen that and I was clicking and I was looking into the symptoms and things and I was saying, that's perhaps they call it long COVID mm-hmm. for, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know, I'm not a medical expert at all. I don't um, know if the medical experts are medical experts um, either, you know. <laughs> not, I'm not dogging them, but I mean, if there's if there's more and more people coming forward with dysautonomia, yeah. there needs to be more and more research done. And we know mm-hmm. you're banging your head against the wall, so who better to do it only than the people that are living it themselves. Yeah, and I... I I completely agree with you and the reason as well I love your page and the similar pages who have things like what you post is because sometimes I post something and I think to myself oh fuck and I end up deleting it I get embarrassed and I'm like they think I think I'm looking for attention or they're going to think whatever but um like I like like I said a while ago you know about even particularly with lupus if, if you have lupus and you're not diagnosed and you don't get the treatment you're fucked like do you know you really are because it just gets progressively worse and worse and worse from what I was told anyway I'm sure there's some people who have it milder or and worse than what I have but don't um, say that don't say oh sorry I hate when someone says I put a post up about that there was a yesterday don't when people say to me oh it could be worse or they're more worse than me no what you're going through is the worst scenario for you in Mm -hmm. your yeah because yeah no that's true going through it now, ever i hear people saying uh oh, it could yeah. be worse how could it be worse that's your life that's your life that's been affected so no girl i cut you up on that don't ever want to hear that coming out of <laughs> okay your i'll remove that from the vocabulary from here on i promise but um rewind it back we can crap that out but uh yeah so <laughs> but uh what was i talking about losing my trail of thought now oh god i knew this would happen your post. I'm actually good, doing good to go so far to only lose it after now. I thought I'd five minutes in, I'd be dangerous. You, you were saying about your posts about lupus, um, that you sometimes oh, yeah. take it down. Yeah, so I do. I'd sometimes take it down, or even pots or like, because I think, oh, they're just going to people are just going to think I'm looking for attention. 
but then but again, I think I've said it's ask, good for set up, set up your own page, um, a yeah. separate account, like what I, what I have done, because then you can connect with that community because there's yeah. a lot of people. It's, like, it's why I stopped doing it in the first place because I thought people are going to mm. be sick. I said, oh, there she's off again. But then why shouldn't you yeah, be? That's because exactly. of it's made, but you're making mm. awareness. That's why with the community on the separate page, the my parts mm-hmm. of me page that I have, that's the whole purpose of it. Like I yeah. I could have a certain amount of followers, but I have nobody, I don't let my family or close friends or close network that are on my personal um page onto it because mm-hmm. it's it's a totally different separate account. And it, do you know what I found? It was more therapeutic for me because you were talking to just those people. And when you were having a crap day. You were able to post that you're having a crap day. And we, by you yeah. doing that, therefore, give somebody else to say, well, it's okay. Because mm-hmm. it is okay. We have an illness. It's okay to talk about it. Yeah. And if people yeah. don't want if people don't want to hear about it, that's their issue. It's not yours. That's, yeah. that's theirs. So I think maybe for you, you might find something better out of it. Mm. And I think also you could help people that don't understand lupus. Like I've heard of it once or twice, but I've never actually... I've never got into the dynamics, should I say, of what, yeah. of what lupus is. Yeah, no, that's something definitely to consider. But it's just, I keep thinking to myself, oh, you know, just like that, like when people be saying I'm complaining, but you're right, I'll end up on the right side of Instagram or on the right people who, if I am having a craft day, we get it. I, I get that, yeah, absolutely. But so, and also for the last few years, and I did find it a big struggle now because if someone had told me years ago when I was really sick that they had done a degree, I wouldn't have believed. I would have said, "Oh my God, I couldn't." So I just finished my, my degree. <laughs> I know. So thank you. Yeah, I did it. I, English degree in Mary I. Now I was blessed because I was able to do the last year and a half from 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 the comfort of my my kitchen table oh. or my couch yeah on the laptop they were all complaining I was in my element you know because I did miss a lot of time you know over various things or whatever so I finished that and I got accepted onto a place to do uh master's in English so my I think I was talking to you about this my yeah. idea for my dissertation for my master's is the representation of people with disabilities in film and literature and I think that's a massive massive thing it definitely yeah um Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to do it justice I don't know (laughs) well I'll do but it'll be you know I have there's none there's nothing under that topic I haven't seen much research done on that because even when I was you know googling it when I was thinking there's about two or three things and even my myself my brother has down syndrome I don't Mm -hmm. see him represented in um I know it's actually a fantastic movie on Netflix at the moment called the peanut butter falcon Mm, about a young boy with down syndrome it's really good um but that but like apart from that that's the only thing that springs to mind for him but even people like us I've never picked up a book and read, read about the protagonist having an autoimmune disease or POTS or something like that you know so I really would like to look into that and see uh, um it's my alarm going off my six o'clock medication <laughs> um, no I agree with you I've, I've, I've read I've read um, a lot I've read a lot yeah. of books where's my medication I've read a lot of books um mm-hmm. on dysautonomia and Nina, if you put the uh, the books side by side, they're all just reaffirming the same thing in each book, and there's none yeah. of them being written by somebody that's actually going through the illness. Yeah, I agree. So that's something I am hoping to do, and I'm hoping I can, do, like I said, that I can do it justice. I'm sure. Do it. Of course, I'm sure if I. I'm sure if I focus myself 
but um yeah so just things like that so um yeah that's because that is a big thing for me and then we're going back then to representation again because I've never read a book about anyone who had lupus or POTS. I think it's fantastic to do it through a chronic illness, to do it through being married and having children, to do it through yeah. a pandemic. I yeah. mean, um, hats off to like um, big thank you. She should be so, so, so proud of yourself. This is definition of a warrior because mm. you, you can work beside your illness. You know, you can have it and still yeah. have a life and still have a life. It takes us all years to. Um, tell yeah, us a bit more. Tell us Tell us a bit more about your, um, before we wind it up, your mm-hmm. your master's. When is all this? Um, oh, I'm due to start that in, se- in September. God, I hope I finish it now after my going <laughs> on about it. So yes. I'm due to start yes. it in September and it's going to be, um, I am going to try to centre the whole research I do, all the research that I do on the representation of illness, disabilities. That is my goal. That is what, I, what I'll be doing with it. And I'll see what happens at, at, by the time I'm finished, if I can go further with that or, or whatever. But that is a massive thing for me because throughout the whole mm-hmm. four years of college, um, now the, I, got, I attend Mary Mackinac College in Limerick and they are absolutely fantastic. They couldn't be better. Everyone is so understanding, particularly I had one or two professors and I say, so I'm just having a real bad brain foggy day because they'd be talking and it was going in one ear and out the other. Mm. You know, nothing was registering with me. Yeah. I think they couldn't be more understanding, honestly. It's like that's they all took an oath to be really sound before they got the job, I swear to God. But um, so so that's what that's what I plan on doing. And just like what you were saying, you know, I never, never thought I would be able to do anything like that. And I was blessed with the last year being able to work from home. That was a big thing because it was, you know, it was awful trying to get in there and walk around there. Sometimes I couldn't do it. I just had to stay home. Um, but there are ways and means around things. If there's something that you feel like you want to do, you know, even mm. just like a, a course from home, something online. That's where I started, you know, looking and doing little bits at home and then built it up. And it's about getting your confidence as well and known like we were talking about your own limits and then you can you can kind of do it in such a way that it doesn't make you sicker or doesn't make you worse or anything like that because yeah. there were times because like I, I mean I remember handling some essays and stuff and um some of them were absolutely terrible I was getting I was failing them and other ones were fantastic and they were like B's I'm not an A student right but I'm a solid B student okay but uh, <laughs> so I'd be getting B's and, they were amazing. and they were done they didn't understand that some of them were done in like a 4am prednisolone salpidine haze in my from my bedroom and they were like well oh, you're doing really well this week and then the following week I'd be failing everything but they even understood that there it's just like a roller coaster so I had such great support and it is about finding places that you are supported and understood and you know in that way then you can thrive you're not going to thrive in an environment where people don't take the time out yeah. to understand or to um you're just not in fact you'll get worse you really yeah, will because I- because you know. it was a question I had wrote down that I was going to ask you, uh, what were what mm. were they like um, in the college? Fantastic, yeah. Because we like, sorry, my brain is going. Um, I'm just, I've been yeah, up it's getting late in the evening. Yeah, I've been up for this for too long. I was going to say because with people with work and stuff, yeah, trying to get a job, it's it's mm. very bloody well hard because you do, you can't predict your symptoms. You don't know what way you're going to be from no. one instant to the other. You could turn yeah. up for work, be standing five minutes and be on the floor throughout the region in I twenty be, minutes. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, and I think there should be more awareness of that as well. And I think maybe because of what happened with the pandemic and so many people having to stay at home and work for home, 
it might open mm-hmm. it might open a window to say that okay people that have these types of disability can actually mm-hmm. work from home because yeah that'd be fantastic everybody's been doing it for the last mm-hmm. year now and it's proved you know? successful i don't see any big things about Absolutely. it being you know um because that's another thing a lot of the time if you are ill you're stuck on on your disability allowance and it's not that any of us want to be stuck on, mm-hmm. on you know right. yeah and you're, you we don't get an opportunity to kind of earn a few bobs so that would be fantastic and i hope that's you know i hope you're right there that brilliant you know yeah the day i'll travel past is great if i was only able to stand on <laughs> my feet long enough to travel <laughs> i can make it to the bin and back and that's about as far as you go look i'm breaking out in the rational oh yeah you're still kind of hot this evening and you've been sitting there for hours on end so hats off to you honestly. i'm worse than dolly part in nine to five <laughs> <laughs> look, I look, I enjoy doing it. Um, <laughs> I'm at home. Uh, yeah, and it's it's great. And I get to meet you, yeah. and I get to I get to be educated yeah. by people like like yourself, and find out what's going on. And you're also you're you're helping everybody by telling your story. I hope that it's helping you as well by doing it. It did actually, yeah, honestly. Um, so thank you so much. And like I said, even if if one person hears it and says, you know what, I don't feel so alone today just even for five minutes it's worth it's worth it you know um so thank you so much for allowing me to even just have a rant if nothing else you know appreciate it you're very welcome and you're welcome to come back and rent anytime you want thanks a million again and we shall talk to you again soon my love thank you so much yeah definitely we'll keep in touch thanks a million take care mind yourself another amazing episode this week it's so so comforting to be able to sit down and have an actual conversation with somebody else that is also diagnosed with POTS even though we have the same condition we do all experience symptoms in a totally different way so thank you so so much for that Nina and yeah and I do apologize lads for the couple of f-bombs that were thrown in there as i did say i was so comfortable i forgot that i was actually recording so if you would like to follow nina and her story you can find her on instagram under nina lulu frankie and if she does put up a separate page for dysautonomia conditions i will update you with all that information we wish you the very best of luck with your upcoming master's degree no doubt you shall smash that i would also like to give a big shout out to our logo designers the amazing angry chimp creations you can also find those guys out on instagram Thank you all for listening and I do hope you will come back and join us again as us warriors unite.